Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, and we just had breaking news this hour that Adam Schefter reporting offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson, announced he is staying in Detroit. Now there's a bunch of... He said, she said situations going on, and the commanders now sound like scorned lovers. The uh, <laughs> J.P. Finley says sources are telling him that Ben Johnson was, in fact, never a lock for the commander's job, even though all the reports were he was the top candidate, and that folks in Ashburn are surprised how this went down, the fact that he canceled on the team while en route to Detroit. While on the plane, they received notification that he is staying in Detroit um, so it kind of it's a weird situation stuff. It's like the commanders are saying, "Yeah, we didn't even want you, really." Everyone ben. was saying it was a lock. Yes, it was. Yes, it was a lock. Uh, now here's another report coming in from NFL on CBS. Jonathan Jones, the commanders had this meeting lined up with Ben Johnson, but first was going to be to fly to Detroit and meet with Aaron Glenn. Well, according to Jonathan Jones, this morning before they left. In the Washington area, they met with Dan Quinn, who is the defense coordinator right now for the Dallas Cowboys. And then we did see photos of him at the airport. So it wasn't that long of a meeting yeah, Dan a, Quinn had, and, and obviously he didn't stay in the area overnight, so it's not like they're going to negotiate contracts. But uh, we're following this situation. As more news comes out, we'll bring it to you live on the fan. But it is a VCU game day, and joining us right now, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. He'll be on the call at St. Bonaventure for VCU against the Bonnies alongside Robbie Robinson. It's Rodney Ashby. What's going on, big man? What's up, A-Wad? Sounds like, man, this is your time of the year. Coaching changes, football, Super Bowl. Man, you get all excited, but tonight we got to get excited for a little redemption time against the Bonnies. Absolutely. And speaking of the redemption, you know, it has been a completely different team the last five games. You know, they lose to the Bonnies, they lose to GW. VCU has a team meeting. They discuss and basically say, hey, we're not going to let defense be the reason they lose. And since then, defense hasn't been the reason that they've lost. Uh, what do you think has been the biggest difference in the last five games? Well, they're so much more connected. And, you know, what that means in, in basketball means. You know they're communicating so many so much better. They're not missing those second and third rotations that they were missing in the first two league games. And you know defense is going to make a difference tonight. The Bonnies have only lost one game or won one game scoring um, less than seventy points. So if we can hold them to seventy, you know I have no doubt that our offense will hold up. And and I think the Rams will come out come out in a winner. Do you have any information on Zeb Jackson? I know he suffered the back spasms, missed two and a half games, came off the bench last game. Is there any chance he's ready to get back in the starting lineup? You know, I think that they like the rotation kind of. I think that the minutes will be the same. The minutes will be distributed regardless of who starts. Um, but I, Zeb was out there today. He was active. You know, he's a leader on this team. And you can tell whether it's in the hotel or at shoot-around or at practice, you know, he leads his team, even if when he wasn't dressed out. So I think that they need Zeb, um, but the minutes will be the same regardless of who comes off the bench and who doesn't. One thing that's intriguing to me for tonight's game is the coaching matchup. We know about Ryan Odom, the success that he had at UMBC, and then Utah State, now his first season at VCU. But Mark Schmidt, 17th year at St. Bonaventure, and I thought he coached a heck of a game at the Siegel Center about a month ago. I was just having 
lunch with some administration and I was like, how do they get kids to come here? <laughs> and um, not only that, he, he takes talent that other people are not typically going after to get to come here, but he can coach them up. He's a phenomenal coach and he can, you ask, you know, the joke is he can't even get through a season and he can't even get his whole playbook in, in, in a season because it's so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is a, a brilliant mastermind and, yeah. you know, he might not win the, um, the first press conference, but I tell you what, you'll fall in love with this guy. The more you get to know him, great guy, but he can absolutely coach him up. He's, yeah. he's one of the top X and O's. Um, in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And he burned VCU uh, with a couple plays after a timeout in their victory at VCU on January 3rd, 89-78. to uh, Chad Venning was, was huge in that game. How do you think the Rams changed their defensive strategy against Venning? Well, again, I mean, we're a totally different defensive team. You can't even compare who we were in that game against who we are now defensively. And, um, you know, I thought we did fairly good against a very difficult team to guard in Davidson on Saturday night. And I think, you know, although this team plays completely different than Davidson, we the communication part will be a key. And I think we can't let them be so easy to get the ball to Vinning. You know, yeah. we got to no window shopping, you know, is what they call it. Sit there. You can't sit there and um, look through the window while everything's happening in front of you. you got to make every single pass difficult and keep the ball out of his hand as much as possible. You know, Micah Adams-Woods has 63 assists to just 25 turnovers. He's a great point guard, but the guy that scares me the most is Daryl Banks the third with his ability to penetrate, kick it out, and also he can nail an open three. Yeah, he can. Um, you know, Right now, I just have PTSD from Venning. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's hard for me to get past him. But, no, I agree. Banks the third can, can absolutely play. I mean, he's averaging 30 minutes a game. So, you know, he, he, he sometimes he starts, sometimes he doesn't. But for the most part, he's coming off the bench and averaging 30 minutes a game. Shoot, hey, listen to this. He, you know, he's, he's averaging 12 points a game as a reserve. Right. That's saying something. Yeah, and he had seven three-pointers, 29 points uh, in their last victory. He's also shooting 41% from three at home this season. It's Rodney Ashby here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline talking a little VCU basketball ahead of the game tonight. Rams at St. Bonaventure. Uh, VCU moved up in the standings with the five straight wins uh, to a tied for third with Loyola Chicago at five and two. St. Bonaventure has struggled three and four. This is a huge game for both teams. Uh, what do you think it's going to take for VCU to come away with the win? I mean, defense. I mean, look, this is a team that can score. We got to hold them to less than seventy points. Yeah, can't and let I it be a shootout. Have, no, I think we hold them less than seventy, and seventy is a lot. But I think we hold them less than seventy. We win. We win this. Um, the game. I'm going to make it as simple as that. <laughs> hey, what if you... You know, there's a lot going on in this game, and like the players aren't allowed to think about this and stuff like this, but you and I can talk about it. I mean, think about how fun it would be Saturday night with VCU coming in with a six-game win streak right. against, um, you know, the arch rivals, Richmond Spiders, who just, you know, beat our other nemesis, the Dayton Flyers, to stay undefeated in the league. It would, it would make that stew hopping on Saturday night, Saturday yeah. afternoon. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you want to speak on that right now, though? I mean, you look at the A-10, and two of the top three seeds are right here in Richmond with the Spiders and VCU. I think that's awesome for the city. It is. You know, I go back to, you know, in years past when both teams were being successful, 
and how excited and how what the vibe was in town, especially back in you know obviously in 2011 when the Spiders made the Sweet 16 and the on the way, Rams on the way to the Final Four. This city was just buzzing, and you know it's exciting that when both teams are good, I think it's good for the city and and great for both schools. Hey, hey, how do you? How do you kind of handle a guy like Joe Bamisil who can, you know, score with the quickness, but he's also, you know, going to put up shots that are with the guy's hand in his face? I know that he had a long conversation with Coach Odom about, hey, if, if you're open, shoot it, uh, you know, and don't worry about the outcome. But it, with a volume shooter like that, it is, it seems like it's a difficult job for the coach to handle. Hey, we need you to shoot it, whether it's in the flow of the offense or not, it's still a good shot. Um, but if you start missing a couple, then maybe go to the basket. It seems like a difficult thing for Odom to manage. Well, I think he works, you know, a lot of times you preach about working the inside out. He works from the outside in. He knocks down a three, and then all of a sudden you got guys closing out on you very aggressively, and it makes it easier for you to get to the basket. And yeah. he creates a spacing issue for any team. And the only way – I mean, you got to start guarding Joe before he, the buzzer even goes off to toss the ball up. you got to guard him <laughs> while he's on the bench. I mean, this kid is an absolute microwave, can score in so many different ways. And, look, he makes everybody around him better because you can't cheat off Joe. You cannot double off Joe um, to, you know, help out on Shulga or, or Barristow or whoever it may be. Rodney, always appreciate you taking the time, man. Thanks a lot, and good luck on the call tonight. Thank you, man. Take care. Talk to you soon. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, stay locked to 910 The Fan Monday through Friday for the latest on the Commander's head coaching search. And if you missed it earlier today, breaking news reported by Adam Schefter. Ben Johnson alerted the Commander's brass while en route on a plane to Detroit that he was pulling his name out of the list of candidates for the head coaching vacancy in Washington. He is committed to Detroit staying as the OC of the Detroit Lions. If you want to chime in, it's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910 here on 910 The Fan, Richmond's home for the Commanders. The most frustrating thing to, to me about this turn of events today, and this is surprising, it really is surprising, is that to me it's going to feel like all season long here that we didn't get our guy. Yeah. That we didn't get our guy, right? For years, for decades, we got the guy that Dan Snyder paid the most money to. We never got the hot name Right, we never got the big name free agent except for Albert Hainsworth. We know how that turned out. Hundred million for him to sit on his fat ass and do nothing. We've never gotten our guy this off season. That changed. We got Adam Peters. It felt like the whole league wanted Adam Peters. They're calling him Mick Dreamy. He lands in Washington. He was the hottest young GM on the market after being the assistant in San Francisco. Stops in Denver and New England before that. Very successful. Adam Peters was convinced to come to Washington because his vision aligned with Josh Harris. Well, turns out their vision didn't align with Ben Johnson as well. We didn't get our guy because it, for months it felt like he was our guy. Frank tweets me. You can always tweet me at AWOD Radio. He says, we're cursed. It feels that way. The damned Washington deadskins. The deadskins. Well, you know, for months for at least uh, three weeks to a month, we were all salivating about Ben Johnson and how cool his offense looked 
in Detroit. How creative it was. Man, Jamison Williams end around for 46 yards and a touchdown. Would love to see Curtis Samuel doing that. We thought Ben Johnson would be named head coach possibly today. I, I really thought it would be today. Turns out he says, hey, turn that plane around. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you guys. I mean, just the 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 marbles on Ben yeah. Johnson to say, yeah, don't even come interview me. I'm standing in Detroit. Not California, not Miami, Detroit, where it's cold all year. Makes no sense. It's it's wild. It's wild. I get it. Maybe maybe he was asking for too much money. Um, you know, maybe we're maybe we dodged a bullet here because you don't want a head coach that isn't even going to take the interview. He's going to tell you in the middle of the a plane ride to turn around and don't come here to Washington. Um, I am seeing reports it's not going to be Bobby Slowick. He's the other name that is a hot commodity as an offense coordinator with the Houston Texans. Not really shocked if we're hearing that Slowick wants to stay in Houston. They've got a great young quarterback in C.J. Stroud. That's what it comes down to, I really think, is this coaching vacancy in Washington is not that hot. It's not that juicy because we don't have a damn quarterback. And that's what it takes to win the National Football League. It takes a good quarterback. We don't have one. No, yes, we, we have the number two overall pick, but it's not the number one. And that doesn't and number one is going to go Caleb Williams. And even then, you, you never know with a rookie. Yeah, but I believe Caleb Williams is a slam dunk, a home run at the quarterback position. I don't feel the same way about Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Kirk 2. Kirk 2.0. Kirk 2.0. That's what Stubb wants. <laughs> Stubb loves a washed-up quarterback. That's why you fell in love with Josh Dobbs. It'll get us off the ground, I think. I don't It'll know. be good for a year. I guess. Look, if the defense is going to be as good as like the 49ers or Ravens defense was this year, then Kirk 2.0 should lead to 10 wins. But it just doesn't feel like that. That's the vision that Josh um, Josh Harris and Adam Peters have in mind because that is also putting a band-aid over the quarterback position. We haven't had a franchise quarterback here for 30 years. The closest thing we got was Kirk Cousins. So maybe that's why yeah. you're saying Kirk 2.0, <laughs> but he's also going to cost a pretty penny. You're not going to get Kirk for cheap. Yeah, and we just we just have so many things we need to fix. Yeah, it's hard to hard to pick where the money goes. If you want to chime in, everywhere. phone lines are open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Let's go back to the phone lines. We've got uh, Lamar in Richmond. What's going on, Lamar? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good to hear from you. Yeah, man. What are your thoughts hey, on um, this? My thoughts really quickly is, and I'm I'm not calling as a fan, just calling as an observer. Um, I have a feeling Ben Johnson, and I would like to hear your thoughts on it. I think he's not taking that job or didn't want the job because I think he's waiting for the Cowboys job. Ooh. I think he probably thinks McCarthy's not going to make it a year, and I think he wants that job. What do you think? No, I, I think you're right to the fact that Washington is not as juicy of a location as other teams. I think I think Detroit's, I mean, not Detroit, I think Dallas is definitely a better job. I think he could be thinking the same thing that you're thinking, but looking at Philadelphia and saying, oh, Nick Sirianni could get ran out if they struggle again next year, and that's a good destination with a guy like Jalen Hurts. I think that they're, you know, you look at Vrabel and Belichick, they're all not getting hired right now because they think that there's going to be better vacancies opening up in the future. So I, I do think that, look, Detroit's definitely a better spot for him this upcoming season. And if he stays as a hot head coaching commodity out there, he could get offers from another another uh, team that, that is better in Washington. Yep. Look, we all love Washington. At least I do because I'm a diehard yep. fan. 
But taking an outside perspective, Washington does not have a quarterback. They don't have a defense. We were last place in yeah. the NFL. That it might just it's, be that Ben Johnson might look at this situation and say, "I've got the best freaking offense in the league. I've got the top offensive mind in the league, but my defense is garbage." If I go to Washington, I can't win with the last place defense and top offense. This is a risk, though. If if this is his plan, is to stay with the Cowboys. If he wants that eighteen million, yeah, and if he doesn't have as good of a season. It's going to be harder to sell himself for eighteen million. Yeah, but he's also, you know, his contract now is probably at least three or four, and it's just like we could talk about the millions like that and saying how could you ever turn down that much money when you also when you already have seven figures in your bank account and another seven figures in your savings account. I can understand why you turn down the millions. He's already got the generational wealth. Yeah, right. Yeah. At this point, it's all about longevity. Right, he wants right. to stay in the NFL, and I do think there's a chance that whoever gets hired in Washington gets blown out in two years and never gets another shot again. Yep, that's. <laughs> that's I mean, there's a chance that we could hire um, Bill Belichick and still go five and twelve next year. I don't think year. anyone's counting on Ron Rivera to go anywhere. No, his his career is is probably stopped with us. Yeah, and, and I, that's the problem. I, Same with Eric Bieniemy. Washington has been a place where you go, and then you die. Yeah, uh, I mean Jay Gruden's got his phone's not ringing. Jack Del Rio's Mike not Shanahan be. <laughs> never got another job. No one's talking to Jack yeah. Del Rio. <laughs> Nobody's talking to Del Rio. Yeah, if you want to chime in, phone lines are open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Michael Phillips is following the latest on this, and uh, we're going to see if he wants to join us here in the final two segments of the show. Uh, but you can always tweet us your thoughts at nine ten the fan or at AWOD Radio. Uh, we just got a tweet. He says, "How is Ben Johnson getting all of this credit for a quarterback that's already won a conference championship? It's as if he fixed Jared Goff." That's a good point. Jared Goff did make it to the Super Bowl when he was with the Rams, and he doesn't get that credit. Everybody gives the credit to Sean McVay. Jared Goff was a high draft pick. Maybe the truth is, is that Jared Goff was always a good quarterback. Good. <laughs> and that sometimes he was teamed up with a bad coach, right? And he's had, look, he's had situations where his weapons got hurt, and that's why he hasn't been so successful. And the other side of the ball, right? Detroit wasn't very good uh, defensively last year. I think that you could give none of the credit of Goff to Ben Johnson and still say he did an absolutely amazing job. Like, there's still so much to look at from Ben Johnson play calling. Right. Like, Jared Goff the was rest good, of the offense. but how about the hard play action? How yeah, about the like, ability it, to it's run not just up, Goff you know, through the middle, around at. the outside, uh, you know, around the tackle? You know, the, the fact that they were getting the ball to their tight end um, so often. Yeah, no, you're right yeah, about you that. You don't need to look at golf to but say I think, Ben Johnson. I think at the same time you could say the reason Ben Johnson was so successful this year is he had one thing that 31 other NFL teams didn't have, and that's a coach that's willing to go for it always on fourth down. And the announcers even said it. All season long, he was calling plays on third and ten knowing if I get eight yards, we'll go for it. It is. It's the yeah. same thing with Philly with their offense corner saying, hey, as long as we get to fourth and one, yeah, we're going to touch push that bitch. Like that playoff game, they had like third down, 18 yards. They went for a run, and they made it. Yeah. You're not making that call if you're Dan Campbell isn't your head coach. That's a good point. So maybe Ben Johnson uh, deserves a little less credit 
And Dan Campbell, the meathead, deserves a little <laughs> more. Even though I could rant for hours on how dumb I think he is for going for I will defend him forever for that. I will defend him for that. Yeah, because because you go for it in Madden. Bring in your damn console. <laughs> I'm going to beat you in Madden so you can't keep using that as an excuse. No, because I You bought the game Ma- like no, two I've, months ago. I've been playing Madden since 1996. My so. friend Tomas? Yeah. Been playing to- Madden his whole life. All right. Took me a month. I beat him every time now. Yeah, see, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm beginning to think Tomas isn't very good. No, he, right. he, he, <laughs> I've just been playing video games were my you, whole life. Were you, were, you, were you screen looking? Was that what you were doing? No, I'm not screen were you screen looking. looking? I'm not screen looking. Were you copying his plays? I'm not copying his plays. Were you blitzing because you I knew it was a screen? A, I played a game with him where he beat me in every stat, but I had 250 yards on punt returns, and I beat him. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, maybe maybe you got maybe you're good I got, with the stick. I'm good with the stick. All right, I've been saying the same thing about myself <laughs> for a long time. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. You know how this show goes. Phone lines are always open. We like to make this. As interactive a radio show as possible, 833-804-0910, I grew up listening to the sports radio stations in Washington, D.C. My dad would always let me borrow his phone to call in after a Commander's Redskins loss and complain on the fan. So you can always call in and complain right now, 833-804-0910. Are you affected by the Commander's not getting their top choice? And Ben Johnson. Scott Abraham of ABC 7 News in Washington, D.C. was slated to join us during this segment. He canceled because of this breaking news. He's got to go on TV. And he just let me know that he spoke with a source close to the Josh Harris camp. They said the team was indeed surprised by the Ben Johnson pivot. However, the team remains excited about the interview process that has gone on so far. And they are confident they're going to land an elite head coaching talent. I like the confidence. I do. Um, but at the same time, it did feel like Ben Johnson was the guy that they had circled as their top candidate. It does feel like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know what they're thinking. Right. And they will have a better evaluation of these people than we do. It's their job. Yeah. Just watch these people all the time. And I'm not upset with us being the last team besides the Seahawks to fill our vacancy. Right? I mean, no. It we, makes it feel we're like we're really thinking it. about it. We waited last year until after the Super Bowl to get the enemy as the offense coordinator. We might have to wait till after the big game this year um, just to even talk to f- a few more people. Um, but, yeah, I have had sources confirm to me that Bobby Slowick is not going to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. So it seems like they will be going with a defensive-minded guy, which means they're going to have to hit with the offense coordinator position yeah. here. And that is an issue. That's it's an tough. issue. We have someone that, on paper, should have been one of the best offensive coordinators with with enemy. Yeah, but do we keep him? Probably yeah. not. It just didn't work out this season, and you know, this this scares me because you know part of the reason I think Ben Johnson pivoted is he looked at this job as one that might be impossible to succeed right away. You just have, I mean, look. We talk about cheese a lot on the show. We're very pro-cheese. Pro-cheese. The Commanders are so Swiss cheese right now. I mean, there's just so many holes on the roster, right? You could argue they don't have a linebacker. You could argue they don't have a good cornerback. I thought Benjamin St. Just was going to take a step forward this year. He took two steps back. Kendall Fuller was our most talented corner on paper. He's like 37 years old. He's too old now. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes stunk it up. 
Cameron Curl's going to be a free agent. We might be out of our most talented safety. Derek Forrest, uh, I'm not that high on him. We have zero offensive linemen that I think are pro bowlers. Cosme. Zero. We got Cosme. He's you good. like Cosme. He's good. I'm not into Cosme. I'm not into him. I'd rather go uh, have a meal at Galaxy Diner. Well, we don't, we don't got to replace everyone. Cosby. Like, at least we have one person we can I, not have to replace. Maybe, yes. But a lot of people said the same thing about Charles Leno last year, and then what happened with him? He had a terrible season. And he just he hasn't improved. And, and he's, just, he's just a guy. He's just a guy at, at <laughs> offensive line. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Who do we got on line one, Stub? We got Coach. Oh, Coach in Richmond calling in once again. What's going on, Coach? Hey, much hey, why? What's happening, brother? Man, I, I'm thrown off by this news. Ben Johnson told the commanders while they were on a plane to Detroit that he was sticking in Detroit as the OC. Uh, hey, man, can you blame him? I mean, I, I can't, but I'm, I'm surprised he turned down millions of dollars to be the man, right? Like, like think about that for a second. He is the offensive coordinator in Detroit. He turned down being a head coach. That's like Stubbs saying, no, I don't want to go to Detroit to have my own radio show. I'm cool with being the guy behind the scenes in Washington. I don't understand it, I don't want to move to Detroit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think I think maybe he wait, he needed a bigger check. I don't think y'all got enough money to give him, man. I don't know what it was, but... uh. What happened to trust in the process is like everybody wants to win the day. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, you know, you got to give it some time sometimes. Like I hear everybody down on uh, Eric the enemy, but what were y'all really expecting for him to come in there and do? Take y'all to the Super Bowl? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what we're hoping bit. and praying for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least the playoffs. <laughs> well, how, okay, I got a question for you. I'm not sure, but... uh. How long was Eric the enemy with Kansas City before they made their first Super Bowl? Well, he was he worked his way up. So I believe he was there for seven years. He was the assistant offensive coordinator and like a running backs coach. He was the offense coordinator during the last Super Bowl win. And I think the previous one before that, he was just on the coaching staff as an assistant, but not the offensive coordinator. Um, but look, yeah. I mean, you could have said the same thing about Biennemi here, that we had too much, we had too high expectations for him uh, coming yeah. in, you know? I think I think y'all going to be all right, man. Y'all just got to go with what you get, you know? You can't, can't put all your eggs in one basket, like they say, oh, man, you know, like y'all was banking on Ben Johnson, and they was like, oh, no, no. I mean, you still have plenty of great coaches out there. You just got to find the one the right fit. The potential is there, but... uh you know, y'all need to change the culture all together. Start with this this right here. Yeah. This, this Ben Johnson thing, you know, start right now. You need to change the culture. Just because y'all ain't get what you want, yeah. you know, you got to – it's time to move on and on to the next. Next man up. Yep. Good call, Coach. I appreciate you chiming in. And, and look, I, I, I love the basketball. I love basketball. Talk a lot of NBA here on this show in College Hoops. Josh Harris comes from a basketball background, background with the Philadelphia 76ers. I hope he's got a good pivot. I hope he's ready for the triple threat because he's got a pivot I mean, right they, now. They, I'm sure they were ready for not for this to happen. I don't but, know that they that, were because with, they were on a flight got, to Detroit when it happens. Do you talk to two people? Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, but did anybody really think Aaron Glenn is, was ready for this, this is opportunity? Josh Harris's Jedi Council. We'll talk. We're talking about. They no, had right. to have had a backup. Like they had to have been ready for this as a right. possibility. They thought Ben Johnson was. The next Skywalker turns yeah. out he's Darth Vader. 
we know, got we're no, now we're looking for Kylo Ren, right? Yeah, like sure, like you know, like I, I, I'm sure their eggs were not all in this basket. No, and you're you're right about that. But it seems like in terms of offensive minded coach coaches, they were all in on Ben Johnson. Yeah, I mean we're like, but that, that's not the term that they used in the press conference. No, they used the, leader of men, leader 1, of men, thousand times. Looking for talent first. Yeah, looking for talent first, and. Yeah, like the only offensive person left is technically the enemy because right. and, and, uh, no one thinks that's going to happen. But like, let's just rewind for a minute here, all right? I really wanted Harbaugh at a time. He chose the Chargers. Yep. I thought it would have been cool to bring in Bell Belichick with that much star power at your head coach with the amount of rings that he has on his fingers. Doesn't look like that's happening. I wanted Rabel to get an interview. Doesn't look like maybe, that's happened. Well, maybe now. Over the last <laughs> few weeks, I've been convinced that Ben Johnson was the guy, and now he's staying in Detroit. I, I, they're just they're they're tearing me apart from the inside. <laughs> they're tearing me apart here. I want to trust this process. How long is this process going to go on? It feels like we've been looking for a head coach now for a month. Well, yeah, we're, we're trusting the process is when someone says no, we don't give up. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. This is where Josh Harris screwed up. He should have fired Ron Rivera's dumbass, that buffoon, in the middle of the season. We should have had our head coach hired by now. I I disagree. Ben Johnson would have taken the job if you had offered it to him three months ago. Really? Before he had this postseason success. I don't know if that's true. He got the taste of the Lombardi with that (laughs) 14-point second-half lead, and he felt like, I want to stay in Detroit. Is there anyone that's been hired that you think we would have wanted? That's a good point. Right? Like, are we too late? Like, are are these, like, seven head coaching hires? Are you like, ah, I wish we had them? Well, I mean, Antonio Pierce was a good hire with Vegas, but the only other place he was going, I think, was back to New York where Mm. he played after that. Um, You know, Philadelphia decided to keep their coach. Dallas decided to keep their coach. Who did Carolina go with? I, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I oh, blank. they went with that like, guy, the, um, the Cincinnati Bengals yeah, offense like, coordinator. We missed out on Harbaugh, I guess. Yeah. Like, we missed out you on know, Harbaugh. But I don't, and aside from that, I don't think we are too late to make a decision. I, I don't think anyone that they were looking for has been nabbed. Right. I just think it's not the greatest look to be the last team searching for a head coach. I guess, but... Especially I mean, when... You, it's but it's they, not you like have, they ever, like... They never said, we're looking for Ben Johnson. No, but they have so much to do this offseason. Like, hiring a coach is the first thing. Then you've got to hire a whole scouting department. Then you've got to draft a quarterback. Then you got to hit on the rest of the draft picks. Then you got to hit on a free agency. There's a million things That's they've got to do. That's not for a while. I mean, it's going to be here before you know it. The Senior Bowl is going on right now. This is true, but uh, we, they chose we have not to scouts. be at the Senior Bowl oh. because they're still searching for a head coach. They might have sent you know a few people I'm to sure the Senior did. Bowl, but they didn't send Josh Harris there because he's got to lock up the most important thing first: the head coach. The head coaching vacancy is holding up the rest of the off season. Ben Johnson having that interview on that today of all days and canceling yeah. when they could have. I, it, I, it I think if he canceled ahead of time, they probably would have been at the Senior Bowl. Right. So that. That is an icky taste. I, yeah. w- I will give that much. That feels like, I don't even know if it's a blunder on, on the Jedi Council or just a bad look from Ben Johnson, but that's tough. I think that's the, the toughest part uh, of this. I'm is, seeing several reports now from people saying, I'm glad they didn't fire Eric Bienemy prematurely. They may be willing to run it back with him. Because if you're going defensive-minded yeah. coach, you're going to need somebody you can trust at the OC. And there were times this season where the offense was electric. There, there were times where we couldn't get a first down. 
<laughs> but there I, were times I, when Eric Bieniemy was the hottest name I look in town. Look back to that Rams game. Look back when we got to when to the, we were two got and to the one yard line yeah. at the end zone, and it took eight minutes off the clock for us to move look one yard. Look back to when we were two and zero, and we scored eighteen points in the third quarter to come from behind and defeat the Denver Broncos. Look back to week two. What was that like? September twenty third. That's when I was all in on Eric Bieniemy. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some more reports before the end of the show, so make sure you stay locked to 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. You can hear the Rams right here on 910 The Fan tonight. Against St. Bonaventure, that road game tips off just after 7 p.m. You can hear me on the extended pregame show coming to you guys live from the studios here, 910 The Fan, at 6.15. So we've been following the latest with the Commander's Head Coaching Search uh, throughout the show today. Dan Quinn came, interviewed, and left. Uh, They're going to most likely sit down with Mike McDonald at some point this week. Aaron Glenn will have a conversation with them later today as their flight to Detroit stayed on course, even though Ben Johnson told them mid-flight that he will be sticking around in Detroit as the offensive coordinator once again. So we'll follow the news here uh, as it comes out throughout the rest of the show today. Uh, but we do need to get to what's going on here at Odyssey Richmond. And Stubb, you do a great job producing this show. Thank you. You're a total nerd. Okay. Your movie opinions <laughs> sometimes are awful, but you take this job seriously. Uh-huh. I don't think we could find a better producer who does a great job on the board, but also cares about your job. Part of your job, though, part of your duties mm-hmm. are to keep this studio in good shape, right? This nine ten the fan studio needs to be in ship shape all the time. And and this is part of your gig. Josh does it with Michael Phillips show. He cleans up every he day. Does, he does. It needs to smell good. It needs to be sanitized. These microphones. We got to make sure they're working. You know that. If the headset's not working, what do you do? Plug, unplug it, plug it back in. Well, uh, duh. That's what but I would do. File a ticket. Of course, yeah. Tell the engineers. <laughs> that's part of your job here, uh-huh. right? To report any issue to the engineer, because that's above me. I'm the host. <laughs> all right, that's above me. I walk in here. These things work. I put on a great show. I clock out. I got. I go home. I get laid. It's the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. You have to make sure that all the equipment works, all right? And I need to ask you. You get here, you agree to do all your duties. What the hell happened to the AWOD Wall of Fame? I have a wall, a dresser in the studio filled with my greatest achievements, all right? The best moments from the studio, the best guests, the best memories, gadgets, you know, tchotchkes we've earned along the way. What the hell happened to the AWOD Wall of Fame? It looks like a tornado ran through it. Everything's knocked down. It's all over the place. My junkies paddles on the ground. My autographed VCU basketball looks like it's almost popped. Things are all over the place. What the hell happened? My bobblehead is destroyed. Wait a second. It's one of the junkies' bobbleheads broken, Stubb. What what I have literally never looked at this, like, section of the Lurch studio. Lurch is de-headed! Is... <laughs> Somebody de-headed Lurch! I, I don't know who would have it's done this broken. to you, Adam. I, I see that it's broken. I, I don't know if your mic is picking like you up. <laughs> the I'm, head of Jason Bishop is broken. I have never been in that corner of this room. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed <laughs> to. What do you want I'm me supposed to, do? to book the Papa, one of the the legends in DC <laughs> sports media. All right, to talk VCU hoops, 
and talk Virginia Tech football, and I'm supposed to tell him that his bobblehead that we have in the studio to honor the time that I worked on the junkies is now broken. Wouldn't He's it? been deheaded. I have I have absolutely no idea when or how this happened. You don't think that you maybe went to touch some corners? No, I've back never there been to that corner. I've never over. been to that corner. This I come and I sit in this. Are chair. you aware of that corner? Vaguely. You know about the A-Wood wall of fame? No, I didn't know that's what it was. Well, what do you think like, it I, is? I am aware you think that, it's just that, a wall aware of, that there is a of corner. random photos of Redskins players that honestly, mean nothing to me? Honestly, maybe. It I, says, I, I've never, it literally says, A-Wood 910 the fan, wall of fame. I have never, I haven't read that. That's not in my corner. We have the Ram Bam. That's the not VCU my beer. half. Nobody owns that in the, in the hypothetical glass that separates oh, us. So you that claiming, is not on my side so of the glass. So you claiming that it's not part of your duties to take care of the A1 well, I come, I come in here. I come in here. Michael's doing a show. Yeah. I can't be messing with stuff. Okay. So you're telling me this was not broken on your on while you were on the clock. I don't know how it would have been. I've never been there. You've never, I've never been. I, I've, I've never I've, been. There. I find it odd that you're telling me you you've never been to the left half of the studio that you work in every day for three months. It's not my side of the glass. All right, I, I, I swear to you, I have never touched an, a single item on that show. I'm willing to believe you. I have no idea what's only over because there. I just checked my email and I got an email from another producer here at Nine Ten The Fan, Rob Hoffman. The subject is, Awad, I owe you an apology. <laughs> Uh-oh, we might have Uh-oh. just found out what happened here. Rob Hoffman wrote me an email. He said, I was trying to fix a problem behind the computers this evening. This is from last night. And when I tried to get out from behind the console, I caught my foot, bounced off the bookcase, and knocked <laughs> one of your junkies' bobbleheads on the floor. It's broken. The head broke off of the body of the figure. It is not fixable. I feel terrible about this. He says, I was being very careful to avoid exactly that and still somehow managed to do it. I have damaged the bobblehead. He says, if it's replaceable, let me know how I can make that happen. I'm truly sorry. Stubb, I apologize to you for blaming you in advance. I should have checked my email. Rob Hoffman was listening to the show, wrote me an apology. Um, Rob, I forgive you, Rob. I don't think Rob An tried to mess mistake. with me. An honest An mistake. An honest mistake. He wouldn't do that. But I do need to replace this bobblehead now. we got to go on eBay and find out how much a junkie's bobblehead goes for. I've, I I collected these things for a while. And I, and if you noticed, I had three of the four to honor three of my four I, favorite again, junkies. Hadn't right? noticed. Never number been one, to that side EB, of the room. Number two, Cakes. Number three, Lurch. But now Lurch is without a head. Lurch is... The, the, the King and of I, Ashburn without a head. I think it's fixable. You think I can... Well, the thing is, the, the head's not going to bobble it's not much. Gonna, it, <laughs> it probably won't bobble, Yeah, but it, it will exist as a oh figure. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me, Rob Hoffman? If he wants to actually fix this, on eBay, you can get the four bobbleheads for $800. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never had the JP one, so I guess it'd be fun to get it. I'm going to look and see if I can just get a lurch. If you're a listener to this show and you want to sell me just your lurch bobblehead, let me know. I, I need to fix this because I feel bad. I love the papa. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.